Jeez, this is going to be a good show. Now, I'm not trying to reference Dante Corleone in the same breath as Bruce Springsteen, but just as Bruce Springsteen is the boss of music, Dante Corleone is the boss of the Bearcats defense. We'll explain on this episode of Locked On Bearcats. You are Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right here we go. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you listen to podcasts, including on YouTube. You can watch us there, your first watch of the day. So don't forget to subscribe to our Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel. We're just about to 800 subscribers, so we're hoping to hit 1,000 by football season. So keep those subscribers coming. Follow us to get an alert every time that we drop a new episode. My name is Alex Frank, your host each and every day. Of Lockdown Bearcats, we're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Tuesday, June 13th. We are, what are we, 18 days away from the Bearcats being members of the Big 12. And today, I have the privilege of being joined by one of Pro Football Focus's esteemed members. He is a college football analyst for Pro Football Focus, and he's also the host of Preferred Walk-On. He's also a proud new house alum of Syracuse University. Of course, that is where the great Dan Horn and so many others went to. He is pro football focus writer Max Shadwick, who recently penned an article on the boss of the Bearcats defense, Dante Corleone. And that is why he joins us today. Max, it is so great to have you on. First off, I want to ask you just like what what, what what's your biggest takeaway from your conversation with Dante Corleone? What What, what kind of you know, what kind of vibe are you getting from him? What kind of person is he? What kind of player expectations are you expecting from him this season, Max? Yeah, absolutely. And, and first of all, Alex, thank you so much for having me. I, I'm absolutely. pumped to be on here. But yeah, Dante Corleone was one of my favorite interviews that I've done so far. And he's a little soft-spoken, but you can tell that there is a killer instinct inside of him. You can see why he was dubbed the godfather by Cincinnati Bearcat fans. And you know, the big thing that I took away from that interview was how much he's just playing for his mom, honestly. You know, I, I mentioned his mom uh, early in the interview, and he lit up, and he was like, listen, man, uh, back in high school, she was working 16 hours a day, a bunch of jobs, uh, in a single-parent household. So every single time I go out there, I'm playing for her, and I'm trying to, you know, make her life better, is what he was saying. So that really fired me up, and yeah, he's a phenomenal kid, and you know, Cincinnati's got a really, really not only great player in the middle of their defensive line, but a great human being in that program as well. So one of the things, and, and that was one of my biggest takeaways from that story, was how much his mom serves as his motivation. I did not realize that, Max. I, I thought, you know, obviously I didn't know everything about Dante Corleone prior to reading your story on him. But something else I took away from it is you focus on, excuse me, his abilities as a run stopper. Where do you put him amongst the best run stoppers in the country heading into 2023? Oh, man, he's got to be up there as, like, the best of the best. I mean, he really was – I mean, he had the highest uh, overall grade for PFF this past season at 93.8. Uh, and he actually, because of that, really was because of his run defense grade. He had 94.7 run defense grade 
which is actually the best mark that we've seen from a defensive player since Micah Parsons back in 2019. And, you know, you look at the single season highest grades, he was uh, fifth on that list, tied for fifth with Vita Vea. And the guys above him, Quinnen Williams, Maurice Hurst, Ruben Foster, and Micah Parsons, like I said before. Those are all, like, really great players uh, in college. And then some of them are great in the NFL as well. And the others that didn't, you know, succeed in the NFL are really for, for reasons outside of football. So, yeah, Dante Corleone is, is an amazing run defender. And the big stat that I loved looking at was that, you know, he, he's a guy who didn't play that much. He wasn't on the field every single play for Cincinnati's defense, but he was still one of the best run defenders in the country. So he only played, uh, you know, the 256th most snaps on run defense uh, among defensive tackles. Even though he was 256th in snaps, he had the sixth most run stops in the country among defensive tackles. So that just doesn't line up at all. That means when he was on the field and they were running the ball, it was almost always Dante Corleone that was coming up with the stops. So, yeah, he is really one of the best, if not the best, run defender in college football. Yeah, and that's what's so amazing to me. So what you're saying is when he was on the field, he was one of the most productive players in all of college football because he had the sixth most run stops in the country. Now, let's look at the last two games of the Bearcats season last year, Tulane and Louisville. Max Chadwick, if Dante Corleone is on the field for either of those games, maybe both, do you think the Bearcats win those games? Yeah, you know, it's tough. It's tough seeing if they could uh, actually win those games. But yeah, I mean, he, he definitely could, you know, make, he definitely make a huge impact. And you look at that Tulane team, they relied so much on that run game last year, Ty J. Spears, uh, and obviously Louisville with their run game with Lee Cunningham at quarterback too. So yeah, he would have definitely made an impact. I don't know if I would say they would have won those games, but yeah, it definitely would have made it a lot closer. And, you know, he definitely, it could have swung it in Cincinnati's favor last year. Given how close those games were max. I mean, Tulane ran for over 200 yards and yet there the Bearcats were up 24 to 20 with just over just under 6 minutes to play and a chance to make one more defensive stand and earn that spot in the American Conference Championship game against Central Florida. Ultimately Tulane got that spot, hosted it, won, and then went on to win the Cotton Bowl and then the Bearcats played Louisville in the Fenway Bowl, the Wasabi Fenway Bowl, very interesting bowl game that was, and they got ran over by the Louisville Cardinals offense. The same Cardinal offense that Scott Satterfield coached last year. Now he's head coach in the Cincinnati Bearcats. But Max Chadwick, there is one, there's one key element to this team on the other side of the ball that I want to focus on with you, and we'll do that next here on Lockdown Bearcats. But first, it is time for me to tell you how this episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So what do I love about betting on FanDuel? Well, they have great promotions every day. They have a safe and secure app, and I get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown to get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash Lockdown. Right now, FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. March Madness is right around the corner. 
If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, thank you so much for making Locked On Bearcats your first listen every day. Max Chadwick at Chad underscore Maxwick from Pro Football Focus is here with me today talking all things the boss, the godfather of the Bearcats defense. He nicknamed him the Don of the Bearcats defense, Dante Corleone. Max, one key element of this Bearcats team heading into 2023 that I am really excited to see is the Bearcats defense switching from a 3-3-5 to a 4-2-5. How is that going to impact Dante Corleone, and will we see more of him this season yeah I think we will and he actually mentioned that in the interview he was saying yeah I'm trying to slim down this offseason so that he could become more of a three down player rather than a two down player which he really was for Cincinnati and you know he actually he played well as a pass rusher when he was on the field on passing downs but again it's just he wasn't on the field that much so I think not a lot of people are talking about him as one of the best defensive tackles in the country even though when he was on the field he played like it I think now that he's gonna be playing a lot more this season I think that's, he's going to become, you know, that superstar that I think he is. And, yeah, you mentioned that. They're going to a 4-2-5 now. That means he probably won't be playing as much nose tackle this upcoming season, which could give him more free reign as a pass rusher. So, yeah, I'm excited for him to uh, be playing more of a traditional defensive tackle role instead of a nose tackle. So, yeah, I think I think this change for him is going to be great. And he's, he's mentioned before how he's slimming down. He's slimming down in jersey number two, going from number 58 to number two. Uh, so, yeah, he's kind of just slimming down in all aspects this year to become, you know, more of a guy that Cincinnati can rely on every single play. So you're saying that we're going to see potentially more, of, <clears throat> excuse me, more of him this season. We're going to see more snaps. We're going to see him in more run situations. How do you think he gets better in passing situations, Max? Honestly, uh, he was actually like efficiency wise. He was up there with like the best of the best. I think he had like the sixth or seventh best pass rush win rate among all defensive tackles in the country. The thing is, and I just, I, you know, we were talking about it. It's just, he's got to stay on the field. Like that's the big thing for him. And, you know, I think he will be able to stay on the field more this year. He played around like 350 snaps this year, which is like enough to, you know, not completely throw away his grade, but it's not as much as other guys are getting like maybe like 500, 600 snaps. So I think he's going to be a guy that, you know, uh, the big thing for him is just staying on the field, honestly, because I think when he's on the field, uh, he's dominant. And continuing that dominance, obviously, you know, when you have fresh legs, it's easier to be dominant. So, you know, being dominant while also playing pretty much three downs the entire time for Cincinnati, I think that's the big key for him this year. So I think as a player, it's not you could still obviously improve in a lot of aspects, but the big thing for him is just being able to stay on the field for all three downs for Cincinnati. Yeah, I think that would be absolutely critical for this defense that I think as I look at it right now, Max, I think it's going to be the absolute strength of this team. This defense still has so many talented players, even after the overhaul and the transfer portal. So um, let me ask you, <clears throat> excuse me, let me ask you this. What do you think, what are your expectations for Corleone this season? Because he's coming off of such an amazing season last year where he was a, a third team All-American 
by Pro Football Focus. What do you expect from him this season? I expect him to be like that. Again, I actually ranked him as the number two returning defensive tackle in college football behind uh, Jerzon Newton from Illinois, who I was lucky enough to be able to talk to too. And yeah, I think he's that good. And I think he could establish himself as one of the premier defensive tackles, not only uh, in college football, but he could become like, he's not really talked about right now in the 2024 NFL draft. He could become a guy that, if he plays well enough and he stays on the field for all three downs, maybe he could become a day two pick, honestly, uh, going against some pretty good Big 12 interior offensive linemen like Cooper Beebe, who I think is the best guard in college football uh, at Kansas State, who I was able to talk to too. So, yeah, Dante Corleone, I think he could end up being uh, maybe a first-team All-American if he continues his dominance while playing more and maybe you know uh, one of the best defensive tackles in, in this upcoming draft as well. I was going to ask you about that. Do you think he'll end up declaring for the NFL draft following this season? That's an interesting question. I know I talked to him a little bit about it. He really uh, was like, I, I'm not even thinking about the NFL right now. Uh, you know what I'm, he's like, what I'm focusing on is becoming more of a professional. Uh, so he's like, I'm really treating this season. Like it's no joke. You know, this is really like it's business now, uh, which is good to see for, for Cincinnati fans. So um, he's treating it like a professional already. Uh, like I said before, he's not really being talked about as a premier prospect yet. I think that will change. Uh, so as of right now, I mean, he could be playing another couple of years for Cincinnati. But uh, if he has a big time year, if he's a first team All-American again, you know, maybe he could say, hey, man, I'm, I'm going to be maybe even a first round pick, maybe a second or third round pick. Maybe it's time for me to go. So I don't quite know what his plans will be because he, he really was not thinking about the NFL at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, if he has a great year, I mean, I'm sure Cincinnati fans would, would trade in him leaving after the season. If it means that he has an unbelievable year again. Wow. How about that? Maybe playing two more seasons with Cincinnati. As far as the big 12, do you think he has the potential to be first team, all big 12? I mean, if he, if he was an all American last year, you think he'd have to be first team, all big 12, big 12 defensive player of the year, like in, in, in the conference max first season for the Bearcats in the big 12. Can he rack up some big-time conference awards and then take it to a national level at the College Football Awards? Do you think he's going to have a uh, heavy trophy case this season? He could. He very well could. Uh, like I said before, I'm, I, I do think he's one of the top two to three defensive tackles in college football. So uh, I really do think he could end up becoming uh, the best defensive tackle that we could say at the end of the year. Now, obviously, it's, it's a jump in competition level. I mentioned before, you're going up against some – really good interior offensive linemen in the big 12 and some really good tackles as well. And I mentioned before Cooper Beebe, who I consider to be the best interior offensive lineman in college football. So that's a battle that I personally cannot wait for. Um, so yeah, I, I really think he could end up becoming one of the best, not only defensive tackles in the big 12, not only in the country, but one of the best defensive players in the country as well. That the big thing, like I said, is just continuing to be as dominant as he was last year while playing a lot more snaps as well. That's the big thing for him. And I think if he slims down and if he, you know, st continues that way, I think he could definitely become, you know, one of the best defensive players in college football and maybe take home a couple trophies as well. Be great to see. All right, so the Bearcats defense, I mentioned them overall in this segment. So we're going to talk about how they will fare this season overall and an updated season outlook on the Bearcats as they prepare for their first season in the Big 12. We do that next here on Lockdown Bearcats. Max Chadwick, college football writer at Pro Football Focus at Chad underscore Maxwick, joining me today to discuss the recent piece he wrote on the boss, the Don, the godfather of the Bearcats defense, Dante Corleone. You can check that out at Pro Football Focus. Max, the Bearcats defense 
It's been it's been this team's strength over the last five, six seasons. Even though Luke Fickle's gone in is Scott Satterfield, offensive minded head coach, do you think, Max Chadwick, that the Bearcats defense can be just as good this season and why? I think they can. Um, the big thing, obviously, like I said before, they're, they're going up in competition level, and obviously the offensive talent in the Big 12 is has always been fantastic. You look at Texas, you know, they're one of the best uh, offensive teams, I think, in the country heading into next season. But, yeah, I think they definitely can, and losing Luke Fickle is going to hurt them. But uh, I do love the hire of Brian Brown as the new uh, defensive coordinator. He was a phenomenal defensive coordinator last year at Louisville. They had one of the most efficient defenses in college football. Uh, Corleone, actually, when I talked to him about him, he lit up about Brian Brown, too. He's like, yeah, this guy is, you know, one of the smartest guys I've ever been around. He puts us in a position to, to succeed. So, yeah, I think that this defense, obviously, going up in competition level, I don't know if they'll put up the best the, as good numbers as they did in the American Athletic Conference, only because they're playing – uh, premier offenses in college football. But yeah, I think they could still, you know, hang tough with a lot of really good offenses in the Big 12 just because Brian Brown, you got Dante Corleone there as well. So yeah, I think this is a defense that definitely could hang around. It's one thing I always go back to. It's not just about can you slow down the Big 12 passing games, it's if you can slow down the running games. And having Dante Corleone is going to allow you to do that. Now, one thing you talked about in your piece, in addition to Dante Corleone, is the surprise that Ivan Pace Jr. went undrafted. Well, this year, the Bearcats still have his younger brother, Deshaun Pace. What are your expectations for him? Do you see him declaring for the NFL draft following this season? Yeah, he definitely could. And, you know, he's a guy that actually has a, a little bit more size than his uh, older brother, Ivan, which is, I think, ultimately the reason why Ivan wasn't drafted. So Deshaun, 6'2", 215, you know, still going to add some weight for sure. But in terms of length, which is what I think killed Ivan in the draft process, I think that he's got all that. So uh, I don't know if he's as quite as good as uh, Ivan. I think he had kind of a down year compared to what he did in 2021. But I still think he's one of the best linebackers in the Big 12 heading into next season. So, yeah, I think he's a, he's a guy that, you know, I, I really liked his tape in 2021. Uh, like I said, I want to see him bounce back a little bit. But, yeah, I think he's a guy that, you know, does everything well. He's a, he's a good run defender. He's a good pass rusher. He's good in coverage as well. So, yeah, I think the Sean Pace could definitely take over that role of, you know, him and Corleone could be the two leaders of that Bearcat defense. Who's someone on the defense that we're not talking about that you could see making a huge impact this season? That's an interesting question. Uh, I like some of the transfers they, they brought in. Obviously, the uh, the, the secondary is going to be pretty transfer heavy with uh, transfer heavy with Jordan Young and and DJ Taylor coming in, probably starting on that defense. I like Jawan Briggs a little bit as well, too. Uh, Malik Van is another guy I like a lot. So, yeah, there's some underrated players. You know, they, they've got the stars like Dante Corleone and like Deshaun Pace, but there are some underrated players that like like the Malik Vans of the world, like Jawan Briggs as well. I think those are the guys that I'm at least keeping an eye on this year. Tell you what, when I when you mentioned the name Jawan Briggs, I just think about that whole defensive line. You mentioned Malik Van. How great of a defensive line that is. Where do you put that defensive line amongst the best in the Big 12 in college football, Max? Oh, it's got to be up there. You know, those are, those are like I said, you, those are all guys that I, I really like. And, you know, there are some really amazing defensive lines in college football right now, like uh, Penn State, I know, has a, a phenomenal, especially edge rotation at Penn State right now. But, yeah, Cincinnati definitely should be up there. You know, I, later in the summer, I'm going to really dive into it and probably rank every position group in college football. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if Cincinnati has one of the top five to ten defensive lines on my list when it's all said and done. FanDuel right now has the Bearcats over under projections at five and a half wins. Do you see them going over or under that? 
So I, I got asked this question a couple times. I do think they'll go over. I don't know if you should expect – like Cincinnati, I think the last five years, if I could be mistaken, uh, has gone nine wins or more. Uh, like, like I said before, it, it's, it's yeah. you know going up in competition level. So uh, I think a six and six season should be expected, especially losing Luke Fickle, uh, losing some other guys, some really important pieces on that team. A lot of transfers – will be playing a lot this year for the Bearcats. I think especially at the wide receiver position, you know, you see Donovan Ali, D. Wiggins. Those are probably two of the three starting receivers. They're both transferring in. So going to be a new look offense, obviously a new quarterback too, and Emory Jones coming in uh, as well. So, yeah, I think six and six is what I should ex- – what I'm expecting, at least for Cincinnati. Anything more than six and six should be looked at as a resounding success. Anything less than six and six – should be looked at as a disappointment. So I'm looking at six and six as kind of like that barometer. So I at least expect Cincinnati to make a bowl game in their first year in the Big 12. Excuse me, my mic was muted there. Max Chabak, sorry for those of you listening, my mic was muted there. I didn't, I thought I had it unmuted, but Max Chabak at Pro Football Focus, very confident in the Cincinnati Bearcats. Now, Max, you told me that you've lived in Cincinnati since October. But you haven't tried Skyline Chili. Am I right about that? <laughs> yeah, I am. I don't know why I'm so scared to try it. I just I don't know about the chili on spaghetti or anything like that. I know there's more than just a chili on spaghetti, Good. so I'm gonna have to try it eventually. I'm not the biggest chili fan in the world, but yeah, I, I have to do it. I have to at some point before I, I move out of Cincinnati. I have to at least get it once. So yeah, haven't done yeah. it yet in my I think eight months that I've been to Cincinnati so far. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to do it before I leave. Oh yeah, have you had Montgomery in? No, I haven't. I've heard a lot Ooh. about that, and uh, I haven't actually gotten it yet. That, there's a yeah. lot of restaurants that I haven't tried yet. Yes. I've kind of just been going downtown, but uh, there's a lot of restaurants. So if you have any recommendations, I, I'd very much take them. Uh, okay. Well, Skyline Montgomery in my first two. La Rosa's Pizza, that's mm-hmm. always very good. Uh, Holy Grail at the Banks, Yard House, yep. More Lane Locker House, uh, Jeff Ruby's. He's got multiple restaurants. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh, there's, I mean, there's plenty of others. I mean, and you can go, it's not just downtown. You got Rookwood, you got Kenwood. I mean, mm-hmm. you got all these great suburbs, Hyde Park in Cincinnati. And then have you at least had Grater's ice cream, Max? I know because right, I haven't had Grater's yet. I have, I should wow. know, I think I have once, but there is, um, there's this ice cream place literally right next to my apartment building called Hello Honey, which is incredibly dangerous uh, because incredibly I go dangerous. there too much. Uh, but yeah, Hello Honey is literally right next to me, and that's that's a place that I, I really do enjoy. All right, all right, fair enough. So Max is still getting adapted into Cincinnati. <laughs> He's still getting acquainted with the Bearcats and Joe Burrow and Ellie De La Cruz and FC right. Cincinnati. So uh, Max Chadwick at Pro Football Focus at Chad underscore Maxwick on Twitter. He's a Newhouse alum, the SI Newhouse School of Broadcasting at Syracuse University, which the great Dan Horde is an alum of as well. And so many, so many great broadcasters and writers a part of that alumni network max thank you so much for your time man best wishes to you and uh, we'll cross paths soon okay thanks so much alex i really appreciate it max chadwick a pro football focus you can follow him at you can follow him let me change the format here you can follow him at chad underscore maxwick on twitter and you can follow me at on twitter at frankie underscore nice sorry as i adjust the screen let me put up my twitter Overlay, there we go. I'm on Twitter at Frankie underscore 90 with two N's and an ATI. And, of course, Instagram, AlexFragnon underscore email, Alex3Frank at gmail.com. So, so much to get to this week. We will be here on 
Wednesday and Thursday of this week's looking forward to being here with you and all the great people here on Lockdown Bearcats and the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. 18 days away from being members of the Big 12, how sweet it is. I'm Alex Frank for Lockdown Bearcats. Have a fantastic rest of your day, and I'm back tomorrow here on Lockdown Bearcats.